A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. If you enjoy a cheese that's been wine, beer, or spirit-washed, you're not alone. In response to consumer trends, the World Championship Cheese Contest added a new class for cheesemakers to compete. It's the wine and spirit-washed rind cheeses. While it's a new class, it's not a new technique. This is best explained by Pat Mugan. Pat leads research and development at Sartori Cheese. Yes, I think it's trending because, as you know, in the in the consumers, the patrons, they're they're all about trying different spirits, right? It's trying different wines, trying different alcohols, trying different spirits. And I think that's really been a trend. So to, if you can complement that with the cheese, then it really drives those flavors together. And it, it allows entertaining with your family and um, just entertaining at different parties. It's a great event, something great to talk about, something to share, and almost a community type of uh, situation. Well, and now for those of us who have no clue what a washed cheese is, can you explain what that means? Yes, um, even if you go back to the old, the original Alpine styles, they're rubbed in a um, soak or spirit many times, salt solution, and sometimes that'll help complement the different flavors and carry that into the cheese. So if you were to, there's different ways of um, either putting this spirit on the outside, it could be soaked, it could be rubbed on the outside with a brine solution over time. And that tends to infuse into the cheese and bring those great flavors into the cheese. And a brine is a preservation technique, correct? Yes, the brine is a preservation. It, it allows the salt to come in and some of the moisture to come out of the cheese. And as you're doing that, you're really helping to preserve it, but also give it flavor and to give the balance of flavors throughout the cheese. If you have a nuttiness or a sweetness in the cheese, it tends to balance that night nicely. Now, it can be too far, right? You can bring that salt too far, but you have to make sure it's a, it's a real art and a science behind that to make sure that that's balanced properly. So if you're doing that with spirits, is there no more need for the salts, or what are you replacing by using a spirit wash? And there's different cheese methods to be able to do it, right? Sometimes salt is added earlier, or it's a two-step process, right? You could uh, essentially brine it like a typical and then later come to infuse those flavors in either into a soak or if you're doing another hand-finished like a, a rub of espresso or black pepper, right? Those flavors are still coming in. But uh, it doesn't take the place of that salt, but it just really complements to that and brings those different flavors in. You mentioned the spirit wash is trending. Is this a pandemic-induced phenomenon, or is this something that's been happening over the years? I think this has been happening over the years. I mean, if you look at the, the, the wine that started, right, in California, you have the spirits now, the alcohols, the, the Kentucky bourbons, right, the Tennessee whiskeys. Those are all really trending right now. And, okay, you could say that the pandemic has certainly increased that to some degree, but that that um, trend was happening, and it's it's more than a trend now. It's, it's here to stay, it seems. And so to that point, World Championship Cheese Contest has actually made a separate class for these alcohol-inspired type of cheeses to, to really carry through on that trend. And it's, it's really great to see. Uh, does Sartori have a cheese at play in that category? Yes, we have different cheeses that are uh, they're in that category. So we have a Merlot, Belvitano, as well as a, we also have a Tennessee whiskey, uh, Belvitano, that's also introduced into that wine, into that um, category. 
What does it take to be a to be number one in that category? What are the judges looking for um, in that class? I think the key that the judges would be looking for is first and foremost the cheese. So you look at the appearance, the texture of the cheese, making sure that's all good, making sure the flavor of the che- the base cheese is really good, and the the spirit that's being uh, that comes along. F- uh, for the, with that cheese, it's important to complement. It should be a complementary flavor as opposed to overpowering. The cheese really needs to stand alone, but it's the the soak, the alcohol, the wine in this case or in other cases. They need to be able to complement very nicely and balance those flavors and not be overpowering. So that's the the key for what the judges are looking for. So when you're here volunteering uh, at this contest. What does it do for you personally? I think first and foremost, personally, it's, it's um, really gratification that the cheese industry is really doing well and coming along, right? So here um, in the States as well as globally, uh, you know, just it's a, a community of, of cheese uh, family, if you will, coming together, helping the cheesemakers take it to the next level and improve their, their craft, if you will. Um, it's really great to see personally. And then um, if we think about it to extend uh, beyond that for the cheese community, it's really great. So it's, it's kind of bringing the, the personal side together with the full community of uh, cheese. Does it spark any ideas for you in terms of you know, your role with R&D at Sartori? Absolutely. I mean, just talking with people, seeing, seeing different cheeses, seeing what's trending, those are all things that can inspire. But a lot of times it's just talking to, talking to people, right? It's, it's talking and see, see what, what flavors that they like. What, what are they thinking? What do they like to entertainment? What do they, what do they get excited about? And then we have to see if that complements with our cheese or not. It may not, right? There's a lot of experimentation that goes on. Some things work, some things don't. But it's a working with the, the cheesemakers and the rest of the Sartori team. We bring that, that skill together and making sure we put the best quality cheese forward that, that, ev- that everyone wants to share with their family. Has research and development been inhibited at all by uh, supply chain disruption or workforce challenges? How is that looking for you in your role at Sartori? I I think that's, you know, part of our everyday. It's going to be something that we work with going forward, right? There's always going to be those types of things. But just having that network, um, understanding your suppliers, working together with them, um, you know, looking proactively at things. You know, those things will will take care of itself. And then, in my conversations with like winemakers or distillers, they've constantly been saying during the pandemic the demand for alcohol has gone up. Do you ever feel like you're competing with consumers for uh, product when it comes to spirits or wine? No, no absolutely not. It, it's uh, it's really just bringing those two together. Though, uh, whether it's a spirit or another type of uh, ingredient that's put into cheese, or another type of hand finished application that spices and other things, it's really just all about bringing that together and making a quality cheese and complementary cheese flavor. Pat Mugan, along with us, leading research and development at Sartori Cheese for the Midwest Farm Report. I'm Stephanie Hoff.